the prosperity of your venture into Africa is our goal. We are committed to the success of every business in Africa. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Symbol, mark, logo, name, word, sentence, or a combination of these items that companies use to distinguish their product from others in the market. Today, we're looking at some of the most iconic brands of our time that have become part of who we are, synonymous with our history, our you know, as a people. These are the brands that we grew up with, that we trust, we love, and value. Of course. I'm with my co-host this morning. Thank you for joining us. And we are a bit early today, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> but yes, Coming so. live. From <laughs> at exactly half past nine. Um, I know, which is quite different. I hey. know, right? Thank you so much for getting in touch mm. and for listening to Africa Business Radio. We are um, Brands of Africa. Hashtag Brands of Africa. And um, don't forget to also engage with us. Um, there's a certain guy by... Um, What's his name? <laughs> he's going to kill me for this. Reggie Makola, <laughs> who actually says he's listening and he actually wants to call in. So may I, Soji, yes, invite callers to actually call sport? in? Yeah, no, I want people to call in because mm. they do listen and they never get an opportunity to actually say something. If you are listening to us, you can hashtag Brands of Africa on Africa Biz Radio, which is on Twitter. And also get in touch with us on, on, on 011-590-3090. So we can have a direct conversation. You know, it would be so nice. Absolutely. We'll be right back after the stay with us. into doing business in Africa, investment opportunity, industry updates, 
Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. A very good morning, South Africa. A very good morning, Africa, rather. Thank you for joining us. You are indeed on Africa Business Radio. My name is Fred Arthur Fish. It feels like I haven't been here for ever mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> yeah well it hasn't been by choice one i was on holiday enjoying the beautiful seas <laughs> of thailand we were we were on holiday <laughs> second i unfortunately was down with bronchitis as you can probably still hear that my voice is still crooked but what we do for the love of our lives which is radio mm. comes first and the you show know must what? go on no sickness Put before us will make us go back. We will be here indeed. <laughs> it is indeed a beautiful day, and mm-hmm. we are so happy that you you with us on a. Today we're talking about the iconic brands that we know that we've grown up with, brands that continue to shape our lives. Many we still probably don't use, but many we still use. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we always talk about a brand, and I think one of the greatest things about this show is that we we want to have conversations that shape brands in Africa, that shape brands on the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that help us, you as a listener, to be able to identify which direction you should be taking to make sure that you develop a brand that everyone is going to be able to identify with. So we're going to jump right into it. We are very early today, as as, as Mpo just said earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, our usual time slot is 10 o'clock. But if, please, if you've missed the show or, you know, if you are going to miss the show, um, we hope friends families who are listening are going to remind you to download the podcast which yes. we'll try and put up later on social media but listen tune in please have a conversation with us as Mpo always says and um, let's talk about iconic brands tell us which brands mm. um, have been iconic in your life and are synonymous with your childhood I mean before we even go further I automatically in my head I don't know if you remember my friend but back in the day when we were growing up Vaseline, which we'll talk about uh, about later. Mm-hmm. Vaseline, Vaseline, which we used to call in, yeah, in Vaseline. our day. Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> used to come in this in this orange or yellow tub that looked like a bucket, a small bucket, yes. a big one. And the lid used to be used to be um, <laughs> stainless steel. Remember, yes. like we, you know what? Oh my God, that brand for me is, is something that raised us as Africans um, and as South African blacks because we didn't afford at the time, or we're not accustomed to mm. the likes of lotions or creams or shower gel for for heaven's sake. We're using soap. I mean, I don't know if you remember this. You're probably too young to remember, but I'm not. Um, there was a soap. <laughs> there was a soap called Geisha. What? It was a bar of soap. Oh my God. Every black family used to have that soap. In the Sadak region, I know Zimbabweans, Namibia, they used to use that soap. Mm. Um, and it smelled, it was a floral scent, very big. It was like this. You know how Protex looks right now? Geisha is the inventor of that look. Mm. And it used to come in a very floral, um, very floral wrap. Yes. Um, yellow wrap like you would stuff. with Lux now. Like you would with mm. Lux. But now they've gotten like like, like, like I know. So. They've gotten Luxurious. But in any case. So, I mean, when a company decides to settle on a brand um, to its for its public image, it must first determine um, its brand identity mm. um, or how it wants to be viewed, which is exactly what we always talk about in the show. And I think um, what we now refer to as marketers brand VI, which is visual identity, which is just, a, you know, a s- semantics really from brand identity to VI. Um, obviously, how the brand looks is just one of the elements that um, makes a brand a brand. Mm. Because what really makes a brand is a brand promise. It's a brand story. Um, and it's, it's really who you, what, or who or what you stand for as mm. a brand, you know. Um, and once a brand has created positive sentiment among its target audience, the, the company is said to have built brand equity. And a brand equity is literally really what the brand stands for and what it holds. Um, and some examples of firms with brand equity processing uh, very recognizable brands of products are the likes of Microsoft, um, Coca-Cola, you know, which we've grown up with, which also talks to experience, offering experience. You can't mm-hmm. have a meal with Coca-Cola. That's what they've positioned themselves with. Everything, uh, basically iconic brands that resonate with your everyday life. With, absolutely, with your everyday life. And and you know that, I mean, I know people who who go, who can't go a day without having a Coke beverage mm. um, simply because of the experience and the promise that it makes because their brand promise is happy. Or the addiction. Or the addiction, <laughs> all that too. <laughs> but we won't judge them. Um, but I think mostly it's, it's really, it promises you a happy experience mm. and everybody wants to be happy. And for me, that's one of the most iconic uh, brand promises of all time. 
um, a good brand endears uh, in, in, in to, to provide trust in the consumer. Um, and brand success is really, really defined by increasingly passionate relationships with, your, with, with stakeholders and how they respond to the evolving experiences that the brand delivers. Um, and all this information is proudly brought to us by branding. We've got this information on Branding Business, which is a company that completely looks at branding mm. and, you know, interrogates the whole concept of brand development. Um, and they continue to say that all brands evolve their experience. What was once considered important and normal can become irrelevant or mm. dated over time. Taste and trends shift, especially with brands that are measured in, de- in, in decades or centuries rather than years. Mm. And strong brand leadership must embrace change. And this is just speaking to the fact that brands evolve. I mean, if yes. you look at Vezalan now, they've evolved with time. They don't just do petroleum jelly. Mm-hmm. They now do lotions. They yes. now do face washes. They now do shower gels. Vaseline for men. Vaseline. You know what I mean? You know, it's not. So no, it's no longer what you would um, imagine it would be used on a child. Exactly, the on the child's bum, which yeah. <laughs> which black folk used to use. Uh, you know, Vaseline for. It, the brand now caters to the, the whole family. You find it does. With, uh, Vaseline it for does. women. Vaseline for men. Mm. So it just resonates with with who you are. Basically. And it talks to, and it really does deliver on the promise of evolution mm. and catering for different segments. I think what's nice about a brand that is so strong is making itself relevant and I think that is a challenge to marketers. That is a challenge to business owners to say how do you adapt to the changing times? How do you adapt to make sure that your clients, your customer base or stakeholders engage with you at all different levels? It's mm-hmm. just like motor, it's like, it's just like vehicles where um, you know, throughout the time I mean, I always talk about BMW and Mercedes-Benz because BMW 3 Series will talk about 40 years of history Mm -hmm. because I know they did a series I think at the Polo last year at the BMW Polo maybe a a few years ago where they were looking at um, BMW in the past 40 years and they had all the 3 Series um, lined up from Gusheshe which black folk used Mm. to love in the ghetto Mm. Um, and it's still very synonymous with Mm. with excellence with performance with strong power Um, and it just talks to the promise of we'll give you excellence each time we come up with a car Mm. That suits your needs as the time changes. And for me, there's nothing more um, exciting to a brand promise. And so the challenge for the brand is to continuously evolve the experience, the practical instance of the brand experience within the context of consistent values, which is the emotional promise of the brand. And so those are the things that as I think a few weeks ago, we did a show about people's emotional um, attachment to a brand because a brand is part of who you are and so you you automatically become emotionally inclined to the brand Mm. and so everything that the brand does really matters to you and so whether you're a business owner you're a startup you are selling a product you are developing a product um i think it's quite imperative actually that uh you know corporates or businesses actually at the very beginning of conceptualizing a product they have marketers there to be able to deliver on the insights of what it is that consumers want and mm. um, because you don't just develop a product because it suits you yes. you develop a product for a certain market segment and mm. therefore um i think it's quite imperative that you have a marketer there who's going to encapsulate the personality of the brand who understands, who what, understands. The, what, what the client yeah. wants absolutely um and so we, we continue to have a conversation about the five um, character traits of strong brand leaders. And I think it's important for us to talk about this because I think the brands that we identify today who as the most iconic brands of our time embody this. And that's why they have um, sustained longevity mm-hmm. and um, we continue to love them. I mean, we may not use Vaseline today, However, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying we use we use uh, maybe I need to rephrase that we may not use Vaseline petroleum jelly, but yes. we've evolved with time to use other products of Vaseline mm. because it's sort of they understand where we are in life, mm. they understand in the changing climate con- conditions, they understand our economical position at the moment that. In these days, uh, black people have more buying power because, you know, we've become the upper middle class. We've become the middle class. Mm. We are Ford. You know, <laughs> we are a little more educated. And so they had to come up with a product with products that suit all the market segments. Mm. And so we've got five key characteristics um, or character traits of strong brand. And one, and also this is identified by the brand, um, the brand company. Mm-hmm. The, the brand, what what is it called again? Branding business. From okay. if you want to read more of this information, you can visit them on brandingbusiness.com. Um, and at the very top, they they talk about you clear on your values, 
and how they are fed by your vision. We're not talking about abstract ideas about goodness and happiness. For the people who call the shots, it is unquestionably clear which behaviors and cultural ideals are celebrated and rewarded so clear promises are made and kept for everyone. Mm. Because when you think about it, really what a brand does is it promises you an experience. It promises you something. When you go, it's like the, the detergents, which we always talk about, that they promise you that they will make your clothes feel great, they will eliminate the stains, they will give you bright clothes. That is a brand promise. Mm. Um, and when you go buy a product, you're not buying product for the detergent. You're buying product for the promise. Yes, the need is the detergent. I think a few weeks ago, uh, we also spoke about some brands were created out of a need. Um, and so you realize that the, there was a big need for families, for mothers, for women, mm. to because children were growing up. I remember one advert, I think it was Omo Surf, a washing detergent, and they were doing an advert where um, kids are playing in the mud, mm-hmm. and the mother's like encourages growth. You yes. can co- you can go grow because when you play in the mud, you become a child. You experience your childhood, and I don't have to worry about your clothes being dirty or the stain because of the brand promise of, of the promise, of the you detergent. Know? And t- just to add mm. on that. Um, I think you are spot on when you talk about the fact that it addresses the needs mm-hmm. and it has to evolve over time. I'm not sure which brand is this, but the the, the tagline says white stays white and black stays black. Mm. They saw the need of, you know, your, your, your it's, it's normal a, it's deodorant. A, it's, it's, a, it's a roll on. I think it's, it's Nivea. Yes. And here we are giving them advertising time. <laughs> Seriously. So. I mean, your 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 usual um, roll-on would literally turn your black clothes know, white underneath. Right? What amazing concept that is to actually come up with something mm. like that that addresses your needs. Which is a human it's reality. It's a human it truth, is. and it's embarrassing. To, and it's embarrassing. To suddenly, no, lift but, your hand but up. so remember. And I'm sorry, we have to talk about this. Remember when you're going through high school and primary school, and when you're dis- discovering roll-on and you're putting roll and you're putting shield. Heaven forbid, people still use shield. Um, but I guess because we've evolved the time we don't use shield anymore and um shield used to so you'd wear a white shirt to school and you've put shield mm-hmm. this is a personal experience shield used to have this part like it used to be like white and then over like on your armpits yeah. when you wash it mm-hmm. that white so that thing um it got it stained your your shirt and it became dry yes. and, and it became and yellowish oh. so what what mm-hmm. Nivea identified was the reality that actually we need to maintain your clothes, mm. their texture, how they are. So when you lift your armpits, you're not embarrassed. <laughs> you know when you're in a meeting and you're in a meeting with this person and then they lift their arm and their arm is like watery. <laughs> and you're just thinking, heaven me, which deodorant do you use that making you sweat like that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a reality. It is a reality. It's a reality. And brands out there actually need to, you know, to come deal up with that. Yeah, they need, they need a solution for that. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm sorry. I have to make an example about about Schilt. Honestly, I mean, Schilt still has. They all, they talk about a 24 hour promise, or is a 12 hour 12 hour uh, promise, which is a brand promise, by the way. But if you've ever used Shield in these days, you realize it doesn't last that long. No, it doesn't. The quality of the liquid is not as great as you'd want it to be to sustain your perspiring self to not sweat mm. the entire time. It melts away and it leaves a stench. So that brand promise needs to be reviewed. So number two, they talk about you are clear in how the multitude of practical experience offered creates an emotional response. Leadership has a firm grasp on the emotional connection that drives the brand and how it manifests with an experience for all stakeholders. But also they explore trends, technology, and and tastes. You look for opportunities and products, not shifting values, which is so true. Mm. I mean, when we're talking about Nivea, for instance, they didn't shift their value of giving you time. And I mean, I'm not saying all of Nivea's products are great because I remember I used the Nivea roll-on actually and the Cool Kick, I even know the, the categories. The Cool Kick doesn't last too long or the, the the mask one is horrible. It doesn't last. Anyway, for me, maybe I just have strong perspira- uh, glands for perspiration, <laughs> but um, it doesn't last too long. But what I'm trying to, to get to is that they didn't shift their value of giving you the comfort of saying you will stay dry mm. for 24 hours. What they looked for was innovative ideas of making sure that they provide a product that's going to help you on that journey mm. which is taken to their value as a as a as a roll on um on the third point they talk about you're prepared to defend your choices but you probably won't have to 
when decisions are made within the context of your values, you aren't asked to explain your choices. And I think this is where, when, when, if you're a product, this is the third trait where you want need to defend your brand because you've proven that you can deliver on the value. And I think for me, that's quite imperative that as a brand, you know, if you're going to de- to deliver on the brand promise, you will not be found to deliver to 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 explain yourself because you're not delivering. You mm. know what I mean? Because you found a solution. You know, as you were making an example of, of we'll keep your clothes white and we'll keep your clothes black. That's very important to us. You know, goodness me, there's a fly in the studio that just doesn't <laughs> want to get out. Can we do something about this fly? It's distracting us. Look, look at it. Look at it. I can't. Um, yeah, but listeners need to know that what, what we're going through because it's, of you. It's Sergi. going around and we, we can't really focus, eh? You know my mouth is forever open, so it's probably going to go into my mouth. Um, and then the fourth point they talk about, your evolution is driven by a desire to deepen the experience. It is painfully obvious when an organization is looking to capture more money Without increasing the value of the experience, the relationship quickly descends back to buyer versus seller mm. rather than a shared vision of a valued experience. And for me, that's quite imperative. Um, in fact, for, for all of us, it's quite imperative. Please don't don't hurt us. <laughs> now he's trying to beat the flyer with a book. Which never we a all dull know. moment in the studio. No. <laughs> <laughs> which we all know is no, it has never worked. Here's the solution. Open the door, the flyer will go out. Seriously. Um, so I was, so goodness me, I've even lost my train of thought, but I was talking about, you know, um, that you can't develop a product based on the fact that you want to make more money. Mm. I mean, we all know that is the bottom line of any business, but if that is the main purpose, then we lose in the plot because then you're going to forget what the values that you need to give, um, your your customers because your customers don't care that you need to make money they're looking at what is in it for me you know is this product going to work is this car going to deliver what it says it's going to deliver is it value for money is it value for money if i'm going to pay a thousand dollars it must really mean i need that Mm. you know and heaven forbid i mean i was watching a show this morning sorry to diverge but i was watching a show where um it was it was some show some british show called my, I was telling about it to my friend earlier. My, uh, my millionaire dads mm-hmm. and and me, which is this couple that has these two kids, and they shower them with expensive gifts all the time. They eat expensive food, and they were they were looking at this dress at some shop. This is in the United States, and um, you know Macy's. I mean, everybody loves Macy's in the United States. Macy's is like Stutterfords of mm-hmm. of South Africa, um, and they they so this dress was about one thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. US dollars, when I looked at the dress, I thought to myself, you could get that dress for 10 for 100 rands in South Africa. Mm. And you will be happy. You'll get it downtown in Chinatown. <laughs> and you will laugh and be happy. Your brand promise will be will be satisfied. Mm. You know, but anyway. Um, and then the last one, they say you must, ign- you must ignore the disconnected naysayers. There will always be those who say it's impossible, impractical, or that the evolution of the experience cuts at the core of the experience. You will ignore those who are more concerned with protecting the nostalgia of the past than inspiring an experience of the future. And I think in any business, with any brand, you will always get resistance from people who don't believe in it, who don't want to support it. I think most... um, successful businessmen like your Richard Branson will tell you what a difficult journey it was because people didn't believe in Virgin as a brand. Actually, actually coming on that point, mm. Nokia was the first, was actually ridiculed mm. and laughed at when exactly. they were the first to put a front camera on their phone. Right? Right? Yes. And look how that has taken off. I know. Selfies and rem- selfies oh are goodness. in existence because of a concept that Nokia came up with. Can we give them a round of applause? They need, mm. they deserve it. Um, had they never done it, it wouldn't have happened. That's yeah. the moment where the clapping sound would be <laughs> would have been fantastic, Sergi. But no, we will forgive you. Um, fantastic. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and so strong brands boast unapologetic leaders, defining the experience and innovating based on values and a shared vision rather than chasing fickle whims. They invested the time and energy in the, be- in the beginning to establish a clear set of values upon which to invite all stakeholders and are inspired by their vision. Strong brands listen and engage all stakeholders within the context of their uncompromising values. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we're talking about. The strong brands 
need to deliver on the brand promise, on a brand story. They need to make sure that they are aligned with customer needs. Mm-hmm. They they are actually synonymous with what you want your life to be made easy about. And so right after the break, we're going to jump right into the most iconic brands of mm-hmm. our time. Which we'll be um, indulging in. Yeah, we shall be indulging. I'll just start with, with just a couple that, are, that I okay. picked up. Um, and then we can finish the conversation later on with brand your brand segment as well as... Do we have brand a brand bulletin. your brand segment? We today? don't we have don't. a brand your brand. We've got brand bulletin as yeah. well as uh, brand of the week. Absolutely. Remember to stay in touch with us on social media. On Twitter, we are Africa Business Ra- Africa Biz Radio. Am I right? Hashtag Brands of Africa. And on Instagram, on Facebook, we are Africa Business Radio. Give us your feedback. Tell us which ones are your most iconic brands that you've grown you've grown up with. We may know some, we may not know some, but that's why we're here. Have a conversation with us. Leadership, business, education, and good governance. What would it take to build a better Africa? Join us on the agenda on Africa Business Radio. Wednesday, 5 p.m. Central African Time, as we discuss these pillars for building a successful Africa. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Yes, indeed, you are with Africa Business Radio, working towards a profitable Africa, Africa, which is our home, and we all want it to be amazing for all of us. And so, let's just jump right into one of the most iconic brands. At the very top of my list, when I thought about this, I thought about black people and where we grew up doing shopping, uh-huh. right? And ShopRite, ShopRite Retail came to mind because when your parents got paid, when <laughs> every got paid, listen here, you knew you had to get dressed, yellow plastic. look good, <laughs> pick up whatever you can, go to ShopRite and pick up yellow plastic, honey. That, uh, for me, is an iconic brand that I grew up with. I remember when I was young, we, it would be such a journey for us. It would be such an experience. It's a trip. You dress a trip. up. You, you dress go to up. town. You know what I mean? You and you go, go into to ShopRite. To ShopRite. No, ShopRite. Yeah, it was you know, ShopRite. Checkers was a later brand that was created for the more elite um, to compete against pick and pay. But mm-hmm. ShopRite made a promise of lower prices over 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. More than just words, this promise has formed the very foundation of the business and has helped them grow into Africa's largest food retailer. Mm. Today, with over 500 outlets and 22 million shoppers, wow. they continue to provide many communities with a variety of food products, household goods, and small appliances at at lower pri- lower best possible prices. And they have kept to this promise. They have. To this day, 40 years, 40 years later, they still talk about lower p- prices. Mm. And I mean, if you see the amount of people who walk into the stores, into ShopRite, buying food it is a staggering amount um and for me it just talks to the fact that i mean they identified a need in communities that you know what people are looking for lower prices we Mm. can't be raising prices on everything at least i mean back then when times were difficult you know in the days of recession and even before you know the the oppression times in south africa and probably across the continent when they advocated for lower prices because they realized people needed to pay little for mm. food mm. um they need they were not affording i mean then people didn't have like decent jobs mostly a majority of of the workforce was just working low end jobs where no academic background was was probably needed and if you did you didn't earn a lot of money so they promised it's all prices. good and well and i'm really happy for shoprite mm. too for having the <laughs> brand promise that they've always had but the quality of the products are always not mm. up to par especially well, the food the cooked yeah. food mm. and the service as well and the service I, I know, as well I yes. know it, it's trying to you know um, mm. it's trying to reach out to a lower LSM market mm. but that doesn't have to compromise on your service you're offering. absolutely right and I think that is why people like you and me in this current times don't identify with the brand mm. simply because they have not evolved with time to give us that evolution but I think probably you're right because of the segment that they're, they're looking at is that the segment wants simplicity they want to walk in they want to go into that congested aisle which for me is like atrocious and they want to go into the till and form the long queues mm-hmm. that is my pet hate those long queues you know you know how with unfriendly stuff with unfriendly stuff with big eyebrows and long eyebrow <laughs> pencils because they always 
find a way to rub and off feather hair. Yes, to <laughs> to shave off their eyebrows and then draw them back with a pencil. <laughs> and you're just like, but why? But let's not critique them. Mm. And then the next one, of course, which I've been talking about is Vesalana. Vesalana was founded in 1870. Can you believe? Wow. Um, by Robert Cheesebro. Uh, um, and Vaseline has been safely helping restore skin for over 140 years. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would imagine? Um, and they invite you to take a trip back in time over a century of healing to where they all began. So when you go on their website, they actually take you on a journey. It's sort of like an infographic of, mm. um, you know, the 140 years, how the brand was started and nobody believed it. In it and the time it took for Robert um, to perfect the petroleum jelly, the scientific mm. background of the product. Um, and a very proudly South African one, Surf. This is a detergent, a washing powder. Now, soap washing powder is one of the oldest washing powders on the market in South Africa. It was launched in the 1950s. Surf washing powder is known for its super whitening power. It has been used and trusted by many people over the years because of its reputation for maintaining the whiteness of white garments. And let me tell you, you and I both know this as black people. Surf and Oma are the two competing brands that we've known yes. over our time. Yes. For as long as you've grown up, You've called every other detergent surf. Surf and Omo. Even if it's not surf. And Omo. Yeah. That is how <laughs> strong the brand. Is. So the name became. But surf will burn your hands, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to add that it is so strong. I'm all for strong brand promises. They, pr- they actually promise their brand to a point that it will burn you instead of burning the clothes. I know. <laughs> but but that's the thing. It's for clothes and it makes clothes white. So it will burn your clothes. <laughs> but if you want to to do to do light skinning, um, skin lightening, maybe you should try it. <laughs> maybe Kanyin Bao needs to try it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Surf is actually good for, uh, for <laughs> you know, your afro if it's soft. You want yes, your hair right. With surf. No, I know. You grew up had to yeah, do that. Yeah. If you wanted an afro, you surf, <laughs> baba. It'll sort you out. <laughs> that is the craziest thing ever. But 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 for me, that's exactly the story of a brand we're mm. talking about because. It's exactly that. There were there were uses of the brand that we tailored for us as yes. people because we love the brand. But the fact that we used surf, we used every washing powder, to some extent we still call it surf. No, I'm going to buy surf, but you know you're going to buy another brand. Mm. But you call it surf anyway. Everything is surf, you know, just because it's a washing powder. Um, and another golden oldie is Kiwi Shoe Polish. Now, this for me is a favorite because, you know, when you go on school holidays and you're wearing your black um, shoe, school shoes, mm-hmm. we used to call, we used to, I grew up on, um, what's that, What's the name? I forgot the brand, which is another brand I should have put down. Um, a shoe brand. There's Bata and there's, um, what is it? Oh my god, how could it escape me? But I grew up on this strong uh Tuffies. Oh Tuffies. No, but Tuffies was the name of the brand the it's a shoe. It the, it's, it's a, a shoe. It's yeah, a it's school a shoe. shoe. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. That you know, college. when you were no, when you were when you go on school holidays, mm-hmm. and then especially around winter. Remember, winter holidays used to be long in South mm-hmm. Africa. This is public school holidays, of course. Um, used to be like three or four weeks a month of June. Yes. And then three come weeks. the last days, the Sunday before you go to school, you pull out your sh- your kiwi shoe polish, mm. you put it on your tuffies and come tomorrow morning your shoe is shining so bright. Um, you know, but and because your parents expected you to do that, mm. that get ready for school. Where's the kiwi? You must go get the kiwi shoe polish <laughs> and put it on your tuffies. And that's the beauty of it because it takes you through to uh, you go through that this immense experience yes, this memory right? oh. there was a meme that went around this week mm. and I can really resonate with this not because I did this but, because, but I know people <laughs> who've done it it says so it's got a brown uh, color kiwi polish it mm-hmm. says if if your girlfriend your then girlfriend didn't use this as a <laughs> as a foundation <laughs> <laughs> as a foundation to their makeup yes. <laughs> but that's so used true. to use kiwi polish on their faces yes, yes. Because it was brown and it would match your skin. Your skin it wouldn't really because, be harmful. Be, because think about it. I mean, black makeup for black people, black women took a very long time to be perfected to match mm. your skin tone. Because mm. let's be honest, traditional makeup was made for white people. Yes. 
Which, personally, I think we should have left it at that. But, hey, times change. Black folk want to be pretty <laughs> as well. They want to look like, not like white women, but I mean. So, it took a very long time for makeup for black women mm. to actually be designed for black women. It's just like hair shampoo. It is very challenging to find shampoo for black hair. Mm. For a very long time as black people, we had to use white people's shampoo because it was the only thing in the, in the market. Or sunlight green soap. Works that is it. another golden oldie. <laughs> sunlight green soap. We used to use that for, to wash your hair. Mm. So you, what did you guys use in Nigeria? I don't understand. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, just on kiwi. We use soap, actually. Exactly. So you'd bath. Even kiwi. Yes, you'd bath and you'd put it on your hair. And wash your hair with anyway, um, and so Kiwi is actually an Australian brand that was established in 1906, but it has become synonymous with African culture because mm. you know, which is my other favorite. T- so Lucky Star Tend Fish. If your family, in fact, no family in this country, in South Africa, can tell me that they never used to have kiwi. They never used to have Lucky like Star Tech in the house. No, fam- no black family or colored family can tell me that because mm-hmm. that would be such an absolute lie. That is another um, South African iconic brand. So Lucky Star is an iconic brand which has had a profound, a proud and proven track record in the retail industry of South Africa. I mean, for someone to sit down and come up with the concept of taking sardines or small mm-hmm. fish and put them in a canned food, in a can for food for you to use later, mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. There was a time I used to eat that a lot. I can't stand it now because you know there's certain products <laughs> that you... I remember I was telling a friend of ours in Thailand that I, I can't eat it and she looked at me funny. I'm like, but I can't. It gives me it gives me answers right now because mm-hmm. it's got chili and tomatoes and all of that. But it's also a, a strong brand that we grew up with. So, and another favorite, chappies. Yes. So... The other thing with chappies is black people call every gum bubble chappies. gum chappies. <laughs> do you have chappies for me? Can I have chappies? No. What they mean is, do you have gum? Not the brand chappies. But also that was a brand that was so synonymous. Introduced in South Africa in the late 1940s, chappies was created by Arthur Jensberg while working for Chapelot Sweets, a Johannesburg-based confectionery manufacturer as a competitor for well-established Wicks bubble gum. By the late 1970s, the brand had spread to Zambia, the Congo area, and Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe, obviously, and held a local market share of 90%. I mean, how amazing. But to this day, we still say, can I have chappies? Or Colgate. You know we call (laughs) every toothpaste Colgate? Yeah. But we know that that's, that's, we're not talking about toothpaste. We're not talking about Colgate. We're talking about Aquafresh. <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, so that is my iconic brands. And Paul will go into detail ne- later on into more of the iconic brands of the world or all of the continent. Do share your, your thoughts on any of your iconic brands. Make us laugh. What are your memories? Let's chat later. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com Find us on Facebook Africa Business Radio and on Twitter at Africa Beast Radio Towards a profitable Africa
that we are talking about iconic brands i mean this this here is one iconic artist that i'm so proud to be african you know what i found uh, well i loved traveling the world i love seeing other cultures but the music that is within africa that's what makes me proud to be african i don't know what we were listening to in thailand but (laughs) 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 but i'm glad to be back and you know we've got such quality music and such quality artists and may her so rest in peace i must say my friend that you're absolutely right when i thought about it it was just so natural i was like and we were celebrating heritage Month mm. not too lo- um just uh, what date is today we are still in heritage month yes. aren't we yes. so we're closing off heritage month i thought mm. to myself we need to celebrate our culture and celebrate african music and i knew mama miriam makeba is an mm. iconic african brand mm. not just south african but an african brand and she was a global icon as well yeah. and this song is one of those songs that you know americans europeans they all loved mm. because it is such an amazing song so another one of our favorite iconic brands yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you so much for staying with us this morning. Our conversation continues on our uh, uh, conversation regarding uh, on on some of the recognized iconic brands that continue to display industry excellence. Remember to send us your feedback on Twitter, hashtag Brands of Africa, and let us know what you think and some of what you can remember some of your most Absolutely. iconic brands uh, that you grew up with. Um, what makes a brand iconic? You know, maybe we just need to pin it down. You know, it has to have a purpose beyond money, like you, like you were saying, Fish. That we know that the bottom line is to create, um, it's to ultimately um, have your profit as a brand. But you need to uh, resonate with the emotional side of your target market, mm. and um, a cost to which offers can really, you know, provide a brand experience that stands out from the crowd and gives an, em- an emotional as well as a rational, you know, benefit uh, element to it. Um, you also need to be a symbol of excellence to which others aspire. You also have to have admirers and often have, you know, um, dictators, you know, iconic brands that polarize people. Um, this may be a global explanation, but in South Africa specifically, or perhaps in Africa, what does it mean? A number of South African brands can claim to be the, you know, in, to be intrinsically South African, you know, like the Lion Matches. Or gold tomato sauce, Hewlett's sugar, Koo baked beans, or Omar rusks. You know, just to come to m- those are the some of the brands that come to mind. Um, but truly iconic brand status is usually reserved for international brands like Apple, Mercedes Benz, like you were saying. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce those. Tag who? Tag Hua? Tag Hua? That is the watch brand, isn't it? I think so. It oh. is. But 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 now the other thing is that those are the more premium brands, yes. more expensive that people mm. like us can afford. But <laughs> of course, our listeners can more than afford these brands. Of course, <laughs> these brands are embedded in our culture and our consciousness as true icons as well. But I mean, of course, they have a certain mm. category. They're Definitely. luxurious brands. We can't, you know, just categorize them everywhere, and they certainly do not appeal to yeah. all the market mm. segments. Um, iconic brands also leverage their symbols. Um, these Im- these emblems not only achieve an identity of their own, you know, they start to represent the brand. <coughs> well, great examples are the five rings of the Olympics, the Mercedes Star and the Mont Blanc ice cap. Mm. You know, iconic brands glamorize their products and maximize their um, individual look and feel. They also exude quality, like I was talking about mm. ShopRite. The fact that it has alluded to the to lower the brand premise of lower prices, they still need to deliver a service because mm. I'm paying money. It isn't it isn't for free. 
a good I'm quality still, service. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still paying money. So they exude quality. They must exude quality. Uh, watch manufacturers like Taggy or You're Right mm-hmm. do this um, specifically well by showcasing and highlighting the quality and level of craftsmanship in their details of products. Mm, Asperio.co.za uh, took a look at some of the iconic heritage um, p- uh, p- post and pre-heritage month. A business <coughs> consulting company that focused on acceleration growth and FMCG brands in South Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, that's where we source our information from. And as uh, the South African Heritage uh, Month um, approached, they took a moment to think about fondly of those iconic brands that continue um, to our heritage and who are unique in this world and are proudly South African and, of course, African. Mm. Um, right here, I've got Omar Rusks, I've got Grandpa, I've got Altramel, I've got Black Cat, Ball Brand. Ball Brand is also one of those brands Goodness like <laughs> Lucky Fish. I, that that was never, <laughs> ever my favorite, even at home. I think we actually never used to buy it because it was just so awkward to have Ball Brand, like suppose that meat in a tin and it isn't like meat it's, it's like not meat. it's like awful but, <laughs> but i used to enjoy it. it but like uh, it used to be weird and the fact that when you it, it it's not friendly you know you, it, it's not user friendly what does it have to have a key at the back of it? <laughs> <Remember> <laughs> <that>? <laughs> i didn't understand the concept so you literally had to take out the wrapping yes. Uh, yes. the wrapping paper to get the key in order for it was weird actually i wonder it. why it was created like that it still is actually is it brand joko and you've got all gold tomato sauce what makes a brand iconic is when that brand forms a strong emotional relationship with you like like you say um based on a a positive experiences creating memories Mm. and enduring affection the bond which that brand is so strong is now part of your consciousness a relationship you know that has been formed based on trust and the brand has been part of your life and from the earliest memories we have like we've been saying these brands are not only a product or service but they form part of who you are and what you we represent you know um take a few minutes to think about what these brands mean to you and why um here's just a few that i'm going to be indulging in Mm. of uh, iconic south african brands like Omar Rusk, Blackhead, All Gold, Mrs. Balls, Chutney, Macheu, Number Yo, One. Oh, it's a king. <laughs> Die hard, Macheu. I can't. Grandpa, oh, Lucky can't Star, Bakers, um, Ball Brand, Carling, Black Label, Castle Lager, Chappies, <coughs> Ultra Milk Custard, Knickknacks. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so addicted to Knickknacks. Bona. I eat those things every day. <laughs> I think there's something in them. Like literally, I'm not exaggerating. I know, but the taste of Knickknacks has really also improved with the time and it's it become has. really relevant. So cheesy and mm. so like coin that's with cheese. It's quite nice. I mean, it I don't is. eat them, but uh, but I know. Uh, cool baked beans, Joko, Five Roses, Clip Drift Brandy. Trust you to talk know? about alcohol. I can't. <laughs> what do you know? Most of us will look back and obviously fondly remember these brands as part of our childhood. Mm, definitely. Definitely forming part of our live memories mm. in a way that is so embedded that we 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 think Chutney and you think Mrs. Boss. Yeah. What else? Mm-hmm. But it's exactly that. You can't think of a different brand. It's like we were saying earlier. You know, the minute I think a brand has done a fantastic job mm. when the, the customer thinks, I need chutney. The first thing that comes to mind is Mrs. Balls because mm. you you don't even, to this day, I don't know anything else in that category. Exactly. Because I'm just like, there's another brand. I know there are other brands. Like, you know, the, the retail stores will do their in-house brands. Like mm. a pick and pay will have their yes. brand. Or, 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 or well, is it Wellington? I think they'll have a chutney, but it's like it's not Mrs. Balls. Why, wh- why are we even having this conversation? You and know? If, if you want custard, you automatically think Ultramel, yeah. Because really, if you want um, ready made custard, you think Ultramel, mm. you can't think Pamelite, you can't think they are there. It's it's not that they're there, and we know they're there, mm. but these are the brands we know, these are the brands we grew up with, and so we'll always buy them. And all gold and tomato sauce, you automatically think all gold. Although I must say, ketchup is doing such a great job of 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 competing with all gold simply because you know in America when you're watching because we've become so Americanized with TV programs that we watch mm. in the movies in the series. When they say they want tomato sauce, they 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 say we want ketchup, mm. and so the brand ketchup is is actually catching up with Africa because, in fact, I think across the African continent, most people use ketchup. I remember when I was in Zimbabwe the last time, 
they were talking ketchup. And for really? us in South Africa, we talk tomatoes. And there I was thinking ketchup was like a toothpaste of a Colgate. <laughs> I didn't yes. think that ketchup was actually exactly. a brand. It, exactly. It's actually a brand that is used across, well, like the Americans call it ketchup. They mean, you know, all mm. gold or they mean whatever. They actually mean I want tomatoes. Oh, you know? okay. So we've got Mrs. Balls, which actually represents universal appeal. Mm, mm-hmm. That brand transcends race, culture, economic and social status, sex, age. You know, such brands are enjoyed by all South mm-hmm. Africans. And we also have Castle, which a lot of people trust. Mm. And you all, it always resonates with spots. And, you know, the latest one, actually like the advert with Castle, mm-hmm. it says make friends everywhere you mm. go. So it literally shows you where people are being introduced. Um, so they ask themselves, what do you do again? And then mm. the week later, they're all in the swimming pool. It's actually and quite funny. Having and they're, and they're I mean, having fun. It's like a bunch of fat people in a swimming pool. It's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they make friends because it's Castle. You know, the brand promise of this is that trust. It commands mm. strong consumer trust because they have consistency they've delivered on the brand promise and their consumer expectations is this the one of the 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 sauce hop what 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 i mean the advert was so dramatic and i just thought come on it's just bare maybe because i don't drink alcohol i couldn't be bothered but i remember the advert back in the day the kiss of the sauce hop what 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 they no, that's about? calling black label i think oh is it calling yeah. black label no this one is quite recent oh, so they it? meet mm. at a cocktail function yeah, yeah. They ask, and so the other one asks what do you do for a living oh mm. so, uh, i mean it so awkward and then a week later they're friends imagine know, that's what this it says it's oh. make friends and we've got a combination of lucky star mermaid i don't know why this brand is this brand still alive mermaid 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 is still very much alive like, the way I used to hate Marmite, my sister, I remember when I was growing up, my sister had a thing with Marmite and she'd put it on everything. Yep. I remember the, the one time she put it in my lunchbox to go to school. I was so upset because I didn't eat because it just tastes horrible. It, it has does. that disgusting paste-like salty Smell. black thing. My sister what loved Marmite. That? I have no idea what that is, but I know that a lot of chefs use it to cook with as well. Mm. Um, I remember I was having con- conversations with my partner and he was talking about Marmite and how he uses Marmite to cook. And I was like, Lord help me, I never discover Marmite in my food. I will throw up. Sure. But it's a brand that has been there that we've seen. As it says here, um, it has an emotional relationship. A lot of people have emotional relationship with it. I think also it's an acquired taste. A very emotional relationship, mm. Matai. It has to be emotional. <laughs> so we've got a combination of Lucky Star, Marmite, Koo and, and Brand. And Bull Brand, is, it, it's developed... Um, it's emotional relationship that is developed based on trust that consistently delivers in a world with so much unreliability. I know it, I can't rely on my brand. The remain, uh, they remain true to their values. Mm. So uh, another one is Machewu, the brand of the people. Of you course, know. they are constantly recognizable as an integral part of the consumers' lives. Do you know? Do you know the one thing that makes me laugh is that Machewu. A lot of people in South Africa when you used to back in the day when you're in hospital. Yeah. The first thing they'll bring is my <laughs> <Even now. laughs> And you're thinking, why do you want to t- t- to drink that thing? I mean, seriously. Because apparently it gives you a mandra or something like that. And, and you wake up. I don't know. And then we, I've got Testic. It Ooh. speaks part of the heritage. Yeah, you have a history for generations associated with parts oh. of memory. Hey, my Testic, guys. <laughs> Yo, Testic is like the brand for rice in this country. I know, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people know it. Mm. And I actually like the, the, the campaign now. So mm. th- from now until I think December, Testic asks you to tell them what you are planning. Your graduation, mm. your oh, wedding, wow. your party. And like write a motivation mm. and why they should come to your house. And you win a voucher for 10,000 rands towards your... Goodness me. What, oh, their weddings. Not, not 10,000 10, rands worth of Testic rice. What would no, you no, do no. with that? <laughs> so you tell them you're getting married as you would. The, mm. the you know, weddings every weekend yes, now because yes. we are approaching and December. Remember, remember the advert, the Testic advert. It's 10, ma'am. It's 10. This, what? Mama Tim is getting married. Tonight, that <laughs> was amazing. Wrapping up, I've got knickknacks. It's got that present, ambiguous, uh, uh, ambiguous presence everywhere and every day. Mm-hmm. Joko is rooted in culture as well. They form a strong part of who you are as a South African. The way I don't like tea. This Joko. is me closing off the most iconic Absolutely. brands that we grew up with that you know have our fondest memories. Um, after the break, we are going to be uh, doing the brand bulletin as well as the brand of the week. And we close off the show. Absolutely. Yay.
stay with us. Business news, business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from expert and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Betty Wright, she's such an iconic artist. I can't deal with these iconic artists. Um, I'm going to be doing your brand uh, bulletin. I personally went to this book launch. Um, the crazy, the crazy. What oh, did you? Oh, it was amazing. This woman <laughs> is a star. So, um, Rady's book on crazies ranks up super sales. Oh wow! Former talk show host of uh, Ready Clubby's book Crazy: The, Mar- the Remarkable Story of Fezega Kuzwai, an account of life of President mm. uh, Jacob Zuma's rape accuser, has been an instant hit. It is one of the top-selling books on our shelves, and uh, this is said by Exclusive Books GM uh, of Marketing Ben Williams, a staff member at Jonathan Ball's Publishers, who asked not to be named because she is not authorized to speak uh, to the media. Also confirmed the book is doing well on the shelf and it's a number one of the Nielsen bestsellers list. How amazing. Fantastic. Radio talk show host um, and author uh, Sebius McKayser who interviewed Clavi at the book official launch on uh, Johannesburg on Wednesday said Ready Clavi in a less than two weeks has had two print runs. The publishers are on the third print running already for more and 10,000 copies have hit the shelves and they've been selling like hotcakes. Well done, Ready. That's fantastic. Ready. She's my icon. That's Talking great. about iconic that. brands. I know that. Um, now going into our brand of the week, ladies and gentlemen. So my brand of the week is taken from the Sunday Times. Um, yes, indeed. So my brand of the week is actually extracted from the Sunday Times winners of 2017 Sunday Times top brand survey, which was announced. Um, and for the first time, the consumer overall favorite brand Grand Prix, which is one of the top awards, was awarded to KFC which improved on its third place ranking last year. For me, they're the brand of the week because they won Consumer Grand Prix. Mm. Number one, for their campaign of Save a Child. When you buy food, you get to donate two runs to save a child. That is saving a life. So they're not just selling food. They're not just just giving us fried chicken. They're actually also contributing to, this, to the community and mm. building communities. So for me, that was brand of the week. But I have another one, which is always, always there. Coca-Cola once again received the Consumer Green Award for the role it plays in preserving South Africa's environment and natural resources, as well as the Consumer Social Investment Award. 
Ascom and ShopRite featured in the top three positions of both Grand Prix, but Coca-Cola and KFC took the top honors. They deserve wow. Brand of the Week. I can't with you. I simply can't. But fantastic. It has been such an amazing show. I had fun talking about iconic brands. Mm-hmm. Remember to continue the conversation with us on our various social media platforms on Twitter. Hashtag Africa, um, Brands. What? <laughs> I cannot believe. Hashtag Brands of Africa on Africa Business Radio. On, on Instagram. On Facebook. Take pictures. Tag us of your most iconic brands mm. and of course continue to have this conversation with us send us your messages remember if you want to be on a, on one of our, our brand your brand segment please do send us an email on um, info at com. fantastic and your subject line will be brand your brand brands of africa so we filter it quite nicely there so we will um, mm. come back to you and you can get a chance to uh, your five minutes of fame. Great. Now, to close off the show, I'd like to leave you with a quote that says, transforming a brand um, as a socially responsible leader doesn't happen overnight, but simply writing a new marketing and advertising strategies. It takes effort to identify a vision that your customers will find credible and aligned with their values. And this was by Simon Mainwaring, who's a social media specialist and the author of the book, We First we first how brands and consumers use social media to renew capitalism and build a better world africa have a fabulous weekend and have a great week ahead see you next week yeah,